Hey guys, so I am back, and before I get started, uh, Nora says I need to apologize because apparently in the last several um, episodes, there might be like some crackling noises in the recording, and that's because we had this cheap-ass mixer <laughs> that we bought as part of this like start your podcast kit, and that was straight trash. So we upgraded <laughs> our mixer, and we should be good. So if you heard it, that's what that was. All right. Hey guys, welcome to episode five of Business Shit. I am your host, Mimi G, and today's topic is, are you going along to get along? So the last four years, probably a little over four years actually, have been a series of difficult life lessons, massive change, growth, and eventually some overall wellness in my life. <laughs> And one of those lessons was learning to be authentic, even when it wasn't the most popular choice. Now, if I'm being honest, this was supposed to be episode two, but I kept pushing that shit off because it's more of a personal episode and, you know, I just got a little weird about talking about myself, but, you know, I want to be transparent and I want to be able to share freely and that's really the purpose, that, you know, of why I started this um, podcast, so... I think it's important to share it, and so I'm going to talk about it. You ready? Let's talk some shit. So I was watching an interview that Norris had me uh, watch with Will Smith on Rap Radar. If you haven't watched it, it's a really great episode. I suggest you look it up. I'll try to link to it uh, in the description. I was listening to him talk about being authentic and about you know how things changed for him in that area after his grandmother passed away. And it really got me to think about my own personal life. And, you know, I mentioned just a couple minutes ago that the last four, four and a half years have actually been really difficult for me. I think it was even more difficult because a lot of it just sort of happens behind the camera. And I still have to keep a very positive outlook, you know, on my social, on my blog and all of those different different areas of my life. Because I think that you, you need to have a limit on what you decide to share and not share in your life. But during that um, interview, when I was watching him, it got me to thinking that I have been very authentic in my business, which is why I think it was and is so successful. But I wasn't authentic in my personal life. And, you know, I've been um, on my own since I was 15 years old. For those of you who don't know, I ran away from home when I was 15. So I have basically have raised myself, which, you know, there were good and a lot of really, 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 really bad, but some good in between all of that. But unfortunately, I spent most of my life really just doing shit that other people either wanted me to do or expected me to do. And most of the time it came out of necessity. So meaning I spent a lot of time on people's couches. Literally anybody who would let me sleep on their couch, I would try and be whatever they wanted me to be so that I could stay as long as I could stay. And I did that in various different parts of my life. You know, if, if somebody needed me or wanted me to do something that I didn't necessarily agree with or wanted to do it, a lot of times I found myself doing it because I didn't want to cause friction, right? I didn't want the other person to feel like um, they did no longer wanted to help me or do something for me because I didn't agree with them or I had my own opinion or whatever it was. 
And, you know, being homeless twice in Los Angeles and being, you know, um, on my own since I was 15, I'd have, I've had to do things that I am not, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm not proud of them, but I'm also not ashamed of them because I did them for survival. And, you know, those are just things that happen in your life and you deal with the shit that comes along and, you know, some things you regret and some things you don't and some things you can't change. So why, why worry about it anyway? But because of those things, because I spent most of my life by myself, sort of raising myself and going through all these different obstacles in my life, I never learned how to deal with certain things, right? So I didn't learn, one, how to speak up for myself. I didn't learn how to manage relationships with other people. I was afraid of confrontation. I was afraid to have an opinion. It made I was always very guarded, um, afraid somebody would hurt me. So I could never really sort of open up to people. I always had, you know, I, I would open up to a certain extent and then I would sort of draw back. I was completely clueless about the give and take that it that you need in in a relationship, not just, you know, a, a relationship with a, a spouse or a significant other, but just in friends, in general relationships. I, I've had friendships that I have had for decades. Um, some of those people are like, they're family to me at this point. But they also understood certain parts of my life, and I think they made allowances for me, if I'm being honest. Because I never really learned how to be a good sort of friend, right? I've never had a lot of friends. Um, I've always sort of kept myself very isolated, and again, I did it just sort of to protect myself because that's how I, that's how I raised myself. That's how I, that's what I had to do when I was on the streets. So then when I started getting into a different life with different people and managing different relationships, I basically just really sucked ass <laughs> at that part. So like, you know, I'm not the kind of friend who would, who calls often or will text you often, you know, or it doesn't mean I'm not thinking about you. It doesn't mean that I don't care about you. It's just, not part of what I did. You know, I, I wouldn't necessarily be the friend who would ask you how you're doing. Um, or, you know, I would, I would in, in essence, sort of neglect relationships. And it took a really long time and some really highs and some really, really lows for me to realize that I had issues in that area. Now, that sort of carried on to, into different parts of my life, right? It carried on into uh, my marriage. You know, although I was happy for a really long time, and so you know those those things in the, in marriages, you know, you have your highs and you have your lows and you have all that other stuff in between. But I found that even then, I wasn't really authentic to myself, right? I wanted to be what everybody wanted me to be. I wanted to, you know, watch what I was saying and watch what I was doing, and I didn't want to curse and I didn't want to ruffle feathers and I didn't want to upset anybody. And I made a lot of decisions based on that fear, the fear of being myself 100% of the time, no matter whether or not people liked it, I didn't know how to not give a fuck. I mean, that's really what it came down to. I was, you know, a good example is when I, when, uh, I was going through a divorce. That was a really difficult time. And what made it even more difficult is that I was more concerned about everybody else's feelings than even my own, right? I was worried about what my mom was going to think or how it was going to affect the kids and what my friends would think. And even my fans, my followers, like, I'll have to explain this. And it caused me to make decisions that I don't think I would have otherwise made. 
The other thing that I learned about myself is that I had an issue with exploding versus expressing. And, you know, in my business life, I was always 100% authentic because I only did things that I really wanted to do. And, and I shared um, genuinely because I enjoyed doing it and I enjoyed giving information to other people and seeing other people create just based off my instruction. But in my personal life, I would hold everything I felt inside because again, I didn't want to upset anyone. I didn't want to ruffle feathers and I didn't want to have any kind of confrontation. So I would just keep everything I felt on the inside. I never ever said anything. And then one day something would happen and then I would just explode. And I would literally have like diarrhea of the mouth and just say all this shit in really bad ways because I would just literally speak without thinking, without, without really wonder, knowing what I was going to say, just sort of letting everything that I was thinking out at one time. And that just really made situations worse. Now, I know that I've, you know, ruined relationships from that from very, very early on in my life to even just a couple of years ago, because I know that I could have learned to handle things a lot differently. And I just never learned how to do that. And it took a lot for me to get to that point. And even now I still struggle with, with speaking up for myself or not wanting or not being afraid to be confrontational. If there's something that I don't like, you know, telling a friend, Hey, I don't really appreciate this about you, or I really don't appreciate that you do this or whatever, versus just sort of going along to keep the peace to not say anything. And then one day just, you know, (laughs) spilling everything out and then possibly ruining those relationships or affecting those. Now, sometimes in, in the long run, you sort of look back and you realize, you know, that certain people in your life weren't meant to be in your life anyway. And that sometimes, um, the, you know, you go through stages in your life and people are there for a season, um, you know, and, and usually it's for a purpose. Sometimes it's to, to teach you a lesson. Sometimes it's for you to learn something. Um, and sometimes they're just there because they're, you know, part of your life and they're going to be there forever. In order to really be successful, you have to be authentic in both your personal life and your business life. And, and I realize that because I know that although my business has flourished and it's been very successful, I know 100% that there are so many, you guys, so many decisions that I would have made differently And therefore, I may or may not have slowed down the momentum of my business. And I made different decisions because maybe it didn't go along with, you know, somebody else's opinion of what I should be doing. And I did that a lot. And so when I look back, although I know that my business has been successful and I know that I've done really great things and I've had an amazing, you know, five years of of success, both in my blog and in my business, I can't help but to wonder sometimes what decisions I would have made differently if I really just went with my own gut feeling and what I wanted to do for myself and didn't let other people's opinions affect my decision making. You know, this matters to your business because when you're looking to start a business or you're looking to really grow and expand your business, you have to have a clear, crystal clear vision of who you are. Now, I think it was maybe episode one or two, I don't remember, but I, I talk about writing down the vision you have for your life. 
The reason I did that then is because I think that if you don't have a vision for your life, then you don't really have a vision for your business because you need that to sort of push your business in the direction you want it to go in. But when you're, when you're doing that for yourself and you don't have a, a, a clear vision of who you are as a person or confident in the decisions that you make without letting other people affect those decisions, it will have an effect on your business. You know, if you're in the midst of planning a startup or you're looking to grow or change directions, you have to make sure that you're following the one and only voice that matters, and that's your own. Allowing other people to shape your decisions is the opposite of being authentic. Now, I know that I would have done a lot of things differently, but I didn't, so you can't change anything about that. But starting today, you can decide that the decisions you're going to make for yourself and for your business are because they are what's best for you and not necessarily everybody else. And I know that's hard, especially if you're a mom, right? If you're a mom, it's especially hard because sometimes you feel like you have to make whatever decision is best for your children and disregard your own feelings. And I've done both. I've done what's best for me and I've done what's best for my children. And I have to tell you that at the end of the day, if I don't do what's best for me, it will not always be best for my children because I have to, I have to make sure that I'm a hundred percent or everybody else around me doesn't get a hundred percent of me. And that's what you want to avoid. Now I have women who have emailed me about having a gift and not following it because of their relationship. I had one specifically that emailed me at businessshit at gmail.com and she asked not to for me to keep her anonymous so I won't share her name and I'm not even going to share the email because I think it's a little more private than I want to, you know, share somebody else's uh, uh, business. But in the email, she basically said to me that she has this talent that she knows she knows God gave her this talent and she wants to do something with it. But her husband, actually, I don't know if it was her husband, might be a boyfriend. I don't remember if she specified, but whoever she's in a relationship with doesn't necessarily want her to be visible on social media, doesn't want her to do certain aspects of whatever this gift is that she has. And so she feels like she's stuck and she asked me what she should do. And, you know, that's really hard to answer because when you're in a relationship, you want to be respectful, obviously, especially if it's a spouse. And, and there are certain things that you that I think you compromise when you're in a relationship. But when it comes to what you want to do for your life, what makes you happy, you have to do that for yourself, regardless of how the other person in your life feels about it. Because to me, that's like saying, hey, God, thank you for giving me this, you know, this dope ass talent, but I'm going to pass. You know, and and at the end of the day, when you get, you know, a couple years from now, you're going to look back and you'll be like, man, I should have done this. And I let somebody else influence my decision and I didn't do it. And that was really important to me because when I read that email, I thought, let me stop pushing episode off, <laughs> episode two off and let me just talk about it. Because I know that a lot of people will find themselves maybe not in the same predicament, maybe not in the same, you know, um, seriousness of it all, but maybe you're sitting around thinking that you want to do something, but you're afraid of what somebody else is going to think, your mom or your spouse or your kids or your friends or whoever. And so we hold ourselves back from doing things that we know we should be doing. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be in business. It could just be some personal shit that you want to do that you're not doing 
because you're afraid of what somebody else is going to say. And especially if you're afraid of putting yourself out there on social media, which is a really scary ass thing to do, but sometimes absolutely necessary. Now, do I think you should take advice? Yes. Do I think you should listen to other people who have gone through certain things in their life or who might be just trying to share with you something that they've gone through so that you don't have to go through it? Or maybe they're just giving you their real God, God to honest, you know, opinion on what you're about to do. Do I think you should listen? Yeah. Always listen. Take what you can from it. But really the person who needs to make that decision is you. You need to decide what you want to do for your life because ultimately it's your vision and you're the one that has to take that path, nobody else. Now, your business obviously should be real, right? Just like your relationships, just like your life. It sounds simple, but it's so difficult to do and so many people get this wrong and I know that I did. I got it wrong for a really long time. I got the business part right, but I got the personal shit wrong as hell. And then when I tried to mix the two, I realized that I had to make changes. And you know what's hard is having that conversation with yourself. Like I had to like sit and look at myself and be like, you know what, you fucked that up. Or you know what? You really should look into, you know, how you how you deal with relationships. You know what? You should really think about what you can do to to make your relationships better, to avoid certain things that you've done. Now, that doesn't mean that the other person this this is important for me to say. Because as women, I think we take fault for a lot of things. Now, it's not that, you know, when you have a falling out with someone or you have an argument with your husband or whatever it is or a friend or your mom or your whatever. Taking responsibility for your shit, right? For your part of the argument, for your part of it, doesn't mean that you're letting the other person off or that how you feel about what they might've said or might've done to you is not valid. It doesn't matter, right? What, what somebody else does to you does not matter at all. The only thing that matters is how you respond and how you treat the situation. It doesn't mean that they're off the hook. It doesn't mean that you're letting them get away with anything. It doesn't mean that they're that what they're saying isn't valid or is valid. It just means that the only person you need to worry about is you. The only person you need to want to fix is you. The only person that you should care about what they do and don't do is you. Now, having to do that in your personal life means that you have to also do that in your business life. And it's not always easy, but it's absolutely necessary. Now, there are things that you should do to keep the authenticity in your business just the way that the same way that you would for your personal life by sharing your passions and your mission. Really get back to the basics. You want to share about your business the way that you would share about who you are in a conversation, meeting new friends. You want to talk about who you are and what drives you and what excites you and what is it that you you have planned for everybody who's either going to become a customer or a follower, whatever it is. The best way to be perceived as authentic is to try to be authentic. So you have to build a purpose for you and for your business that goes beyond making money, right? What's the purpose? Why are you doing it? I started doing this because I loved teaching. I still love teaching. I love 
watching other people make things and learn something and, and eventually even start small businesses from the skills that they learned from me sharing. That's my purpose. You need to learn to share your life, your passions, what excites you, but you have to have a limit. Sharing too much can be hard and it's not always necessary to grow. I didn't know that shit in the beginning. <laughs> and honestly, I did it, like I said, because it was a hobby. Had I, had I started with the intent of it being a business, I would have been a lot more careful about what I shared. Because at the end of the day, your life is still your life. And so you, you shouldn't feel obligated to share more than you're comfortable with, but you do have to let people know who it is that they're following. Because the brand is a brand. But people don't follow that. People follow you. They follow the person. That's who they relate to. That's who they start to follow. And that's who they become loyal to. You have to be authentic, but you have to know what to share. So pay attention to what people engage with. What they don't engage with, delete it. Don't share it. Now, there's a fine balance between, especially on social media, between sharing your personal life and sort of behind the scenes and then sharing things that are sort of random, like what you ate for lunch. I use InstaStory for things like that. I don't add it to my timeline. And the reason I don't do, it, do that is because I started to pay attention to what people engage with and what people don't engage with. And you need to give people things that they want. So if you're going around, go through your Instagram posts or your Facebook posts and see what images, what, what it is that you posted that created the most engagement. And what you see that didn't create a lot of engagement, you got may maybe minimal likes or not a whole lot of comments or there wasn't a whole lot of back and forth between you and your, your followers, don't post things like that anymore. You want to keep your social media engaged and you want to make it always relevant to your business. And if your business is obviously tied to your personal uh, life like it is to mine, then you have to find a balance between both of those. Authenticity can shape your business because it enables people to relate to you and your business, right? I put you before your business because I think it's important people relate to you and then your business, especially if you're in a creative field. It elevates your brand above the competition. It helps set you up as an influential voice, which is what you want. You want people to come to you because they know you're giving them legit shit and not a bunch of fluff. It gives substance to your business, your services, your products, and it helps people to understand, most importantly, what you do and why what you do is of benefit to them. It makes you trustworthy, not just you, but also your company, your brand, and it encourages engagement and can turn your audience into your biggest promoters, which is essentially what you want. When people feel like they're getting the real you, they feel more connected. Now, that was hard for me, especially when I started the podcast, because I think I mentioned this before, I wanted the podcast to really be in the voice that I use at home with my friends in my day-to-day -day life and not so polished, right? There, there is a way that you do that because obviously you're working with brands and you're, I collaborate with major companies. And so you have to be professional. You have to polish things up in certain areas. But I wanted this specific podcast to be me 100% as best as I possibly could. Now, I have actually two actionable to-dos for you. 
I have a personal actionable to do, and I have a business actionable for you to do. I want you to download both, both PDFs. The first one is to write down five things that you're doing right now only because somebody expects you to do it or wants you to do it and you're too afraid to say no. And then next to that, I want you to write down what you would do differently, how it would be authentic to you. Then I want you to print the second one, which is the authentic checklist. And I want you to go through all of the different lit items on the list and I want you to check off the ones that you are either currently doing or check them off as you achieve them. All right, guys, we've gotten to the email segment of our podcast, Talk Your Shit. This is where you get to email me whatever questions you have about anything that you're wondering, personal or business related, and you email it to businessshit at gmail.com, and I try to answer at least two questions every podcast. Now, question number one is from Tamara. She says, Thanks for deciding to start this podcast. I'm always looking for no fluff podcasts to listen to. I've listened to a few episodes and I'm wondering, did you start your YouTube channel with content on your own or did you have help? For example, did you hire someone to help you with filming, editing, etc., or did you teach yourself? When I started my YouTube channel, I wasn't even concerned about content. Like when I started my YouTube channel, I was just making random videos about sewing or different techniques that I was learning, and I filmed everything myself. Well, at the time, um, my husband at the time was helping me with the video part because I actually was really, really bad on camera. The minute the camera would come on, I would literally like freeze. I sounded like a like a robot. Um, and you know, him being in film and production and, and an actor sort of helped me. Uh, bring my own personality into video, which is not uh, an easy thing to do. Um, so I did get help in, in that respect. And then, you know, I just basically learned how to edit on my computer as basic, you know, the, the most basic things. And that's how I started. And I did that for years. I mean, you know, for the first maybe two, two and a half years of my blog, I did all the filming myself. I did all the editing myself. Um, because I mean, that's just what you do, right? If, if you don't have anybody to help you, you just have to figure out how to do it yourself. And obviously now, you know, we have staff, so, you know, we don't have to sort of do that all by ourselves anymore. But, you know, I, I literally would just teach myself how to do everything that, that I needed to learn when I needed to build a website. I went, I remember going to the bookstore and buying a, a book on how to do that. So um, to answer your question, in the beginning, I just did everything myself, and now I'm blessed enough that I don't have to anymore. Question number two. My name is Jem. I'm 28. I have been sewing since I was 15, and at the moment have hit a mental and financial roadblock. I had even registered my own business. Back in 2015, I was, was making clutch handbags that I would sew and sell on Etsy. I plan to get back to it soon, but I'm working full time and I'm a single mother of a three and eight year old. I love this podcast because you are so relatable and just awesome. Thank you, Jim. I remember I found out about you back in 2014 through a YouTube tutorial you did on a knit pencil skirt and I was hooked. I watched them all. Thank you. <laughs> I saw you had a blog and I went in and read all the posts from the years prior. Good Lord, child. <laughs> when I started seeing your simplicity patterns, I was so happy for you. You are a true inspiration. Make sewing look easier than I feel like it is. LOL. 
Jem, first of all, thank you so much for uh, following and listening and, and being such a longtime supporter. Her question is, I don't have social media other than Pinterest because I never really cared for it, but does that hurt my chances at developing my business? I also don't like crowds. I don't want to be famous. I just want to make enough money to live comfortably with my children. Am I limiting myself from growing my business? Yes and yes. Let me elaborate just a little bit. I wouldn't say I necessarily like social media. I honestly, if it wasn't tied into my business the way that it is, I don't know that I would have social media accounts, but it's part of my business. Do I think it's necessary for a business to have social media? Yes, absolutely, 100%. Do you have to like it? No. Do you have to do it anyway? Yes, okay, so get over that shit. You have to do it. It's how people find you. It's how people connect now. It's how people find new businesses, share businesses or products or services with friends. It's just how we do things now. And let me it's not going away, okay? Now, the second part of this I found interesting. I don't like crowds and I don't want to be famous. Well, girlfriend, I don't like crowds either. I avoid concerts if I can. I don't like anything where there's too many people around me. I, I'm claustrophobic, so I start to feel suffocated. And I don't want to be famous, never wanted to be famous. I didn't, have, I didn't that was never even a, a, a thing in my head. Like, oh, I want to be famous. Now, in all businesses, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have to become famous or have to even be the face of your brand. Do I think you have to sort of share who you are? Yes. Can you limit that? Absolutely. So those two things don't have to be part of your business at all. Now, when you say that you want to make just enough money to live comfortably with my children, and then you ask me, am I limiting myself in growing my business? Well, yeah. First of all, you just said that you just want to make enough money to live comfortably. So I need you to go back to listen to my other podcast about uh, stop talking about you broke. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to want lavish things for your life. I want to just have a really nice, comfortable home. Am I limiting myself? No, it's just my personal preference and how I choose to live, the comfort of my home, how I style it, the size of it. That's a personal preference. But do I limit it? No, because I'm not going to tell God to give me what I want him to give me. I want him to give me whatever he wants to give me. And if he wants to give me more than that, then I'm going to take more than that. But Having a personal preference on what you want for your life doesn't mean it has to be lavish and huge and you have to think about millions and billions of dollars and being draped in designer. That doesn't mean any of that. What it means is that you don't want to limit yourself from thinking that you can possibly have anything that you want for your life, regardless of how big or small it is. Simply being mindful of the words that you're using by saying, I just want enough is what's limiting. Just say what you want. Don't put a just before or put an amount before what it is that you want because that's the part that is limiting you from doing all the things you want to do, Jem. So even with that full-time job that you have, find a little bit of time to go back to doing what you love and what makes you happy. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Remember, in order for your business to succeed, it must be the shit. It needs to solve a problem, help them get past their current stage, earn their respect, and build trust. I'm out.